Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So-So, in case you ain't know so. And welcome back to another episode of Sports with So-So. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast and reviewing it on any streaming platform and following us on social media as we bring you the latest in sports content. This week, we got a banger of an episode. UFC 261 kicks off and leaves us with a bad taste in our mouths. The Marlins and the Panthers get a quick little update. We see what's happening with Chelsea and the Super League, and we check up on the heat and how hot are they. Man, it's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Coming to you live, Playboy. <laughs> it's a little bit different this Coming week. Coming to you live, Playboy. Glad to have you back, bro. Thanks, dog. It's good to be back, homie. And it's good to be in our new current home. You for know what for I mean? the time being, yeah, man. We're, we're blessed. That's all I can say is we're definitely, blessed. Definitely blessed. Um, in case you guys didn't know, we teased it a couple of weeks ago that we, were, we had some things in plan for the podcast. And um, we were able to, you know, acquire a collaboration with... CIC who offer workspaces and work offices for for people who are creative individuals like Joel and myself, you know. Yeah, they they host uh, you know, all sorts of things, you know, whether it's uh seminars or meetings or um, you know, just conferences, things like that. If you if you're a professional, you have you need a workspace, maybe you work from home and you need right. a place where you can gather. Um, this is the place this to do it. This is the place, you know. And luckily for us, they're trying to build on what it is that we're building here at the same time, which is a podcast, right. you know, we got the podcast on the on the feet this year, and we've been able to do a lot of great things with it. And now with this opportunity, through the collaboration with CIC, we're able to take it to a new higher level where we're going to be recording video and dropping video with the podcast and like doing a bunch of things inside we're, the. We're trying to do this right. The office with like promos and all types of shit. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be really, you know, an exciting venue, an exciting level that we bring to the podcast and it's you know a, a big step of it has to be this collaboration that we have with cic like i said man yeah we're stepping up the game i mean this is uh the next chapter for sports with social man for sure so we for need, sure uh, we need to just keep bringing it yeah man and if you heard last week's episode obviously it sounded a lot different right because right, i was on right. the phone um joel was in studio and this week we're both in studio but it just speaks to our capabilities how you know we can do both you know we can be in studio kick it and we can also be far apart from each other and, and still put the show together and give the fans what they want man m-i-h bro you know what that stands for what's that make it happen make it happen that's baby. what we do what we do you know it's kind of like my shirt right here that i'm rocking the 305 shirt you know <laughs> it's what we're known for down here that's what's up you know speaking of 305 bro we took a an l this ah. weekend as a, as a unit as a unit as a county miami we're you know? standing behind you homie you know we took a l and if you watch ufc 261 number one you got your money's worth right regardless of however you were able to stream it and and find a way to find it right you got your money's worth without a doubt yeah and Number two, you were you were treated to some high level, high level jujitsu, MMA, knockout abilities, wrestling. Like that show literally had it everything. Bro, somebody broke their leg in that no, show. Was, you know what I mean? It like it was absolutely insane that card. That card had everything that you wanted and it starting, all built up. Starting with the Weidman Uriah Hall fight all the way to the end, you know, capping it off with Usman Masvidal. It yeah. was it was absolutely electric. Bonkers. And again, it was 
amazing, an amazing, an amazing card, right? But I think it was like, I don't know, I want to say like boosted, right? By the fact that there were fans in attendance, 15,000 oh, yeah. people there, bro. Yeah, and you heard it, and you the hear it, the booze, you hear everything, the cheering. everything. I mean, George had the home, the home crowd. Everybody was absolutely, absolutely, and that was expected. You know what I mean? But like the energy that was in the building, you know, even when when regular fighters were walking in, like Anthony Smith uh, was oh, yeah. was walking in, and he could, he was the first one to walk in, and he was fucking pumped, bro. You could see he was like, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Well, he, he was happy to be back. You know, him himself happy to be back off their little layoff. But again, to be fighting in front of fans. Which is what those guys do it for, you know. They do it for the love of the sport and to have that, you know, crowd behind them and adoration and people calling your name and shit. And the fight itself was really dope because, man, you know, that was the first fight. It showed a lot of heart. Anthony Smith came back, really put on a good performance. Um, kicked the shit out of out of Buddy's leg behind the knee. That, and that was uh, so he he won that Jimmy by the Cru technical right yeah it was, it was a TKO and it was crazy because so he ends up you know um, kicking him several times and, and just hurting that left leg to the point where this guy he was wobbling I mean he took him down which was impressive to right. be able to take him down with like a leg and a half right but then he's standing up and then they're you know they're like hey are you good and he's like yeah I'm good let's go bring it yeah and he got all hype and then he, his leg buckled again and Bro. then he felt like he got mad and punched the punched the the, the, the thing the and wall, he fell cage, down again and then he fell to both of his knees like bro that, that's how you know yeah your body just up. gave up on you right there you know yeah. his will was was obviously applaudable you know you saw him and you're like damn this guy's dying to go out there and fight but his leg was just like man we can't stand up right now man <laughs> it was crazy and it was a pinpoint kick yeah. that anthony smith landed a pinpoint kick right behind the knee and it literally shut his leg down bro literally shut. i thought he broke his ankle at first but then when i saw it on the replay i was like oh it's not that he nah, broke his he, ankle he like tore a ligament he popped something. a ligament or something in there it was brutal bro and then again we saw the next fight after that, the Uriah Hall versus Chris uh, Wyman fight. All right, so let's preface this because this is where we started to, you know, make our picks. And yeah. I, I had Chris Wyman. I think you also had Chris Wyman as yeah. well. And, I mean, it didn't even last a round. He comes out, you know, they do a couple of exchanges, and all of a sudden he throws his first low leg kick, and then a freak accident Snap. snaps his leg and literally bends around. Uh, Uriah Hall's leg. Uriah Hall realizes what happens. You know, he 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 kneels down and just kind of puts his head in his hands. You know, facing away from the situation. It was it was just gruesome. It was rough, man. It was rough to see, right? Because you saw it. If you were watching the fight and paying attention, you saw it happen in real life, and you saw it break. Oh, and instantly. you saw the replays and, too. And you saw the replay in, in slow mo. You saw that first replay, and you can see him like trying to stand on the leg, and then the camera went that away. That was the worst part when you see that replay of him like not real. When he comes back because he doesn't realize that it's broken yet because it was that split second. That yep. Quick, he comes down to step on it, and then his leg just folds like a like a towel, Dude, like, like a just just folded completely. Completely. It was so bad, man. And I mean, prayers go out to him, man. T's and P's. I hope Whiteman, you know, recovers. He had his surgery already. I think he had it today and or Sunday. And, you know, he's he posted a video saying that he's going to be getting back into rehab and stuff like that. But it was a gruesome, gruesome injury. Some would say a career-ending yeah, injury, yeah. right, depending on the type of rehab that you got to take. Especially well, at I mean, his age. He come back. They, they put some rods in that in his legs and, you know, in that leg to repair it and all that. And that he can never break that again once they go that route. But it's the mental aspect. I don't think he'll ever be able to throw a kick the right way again. No, in longevity, right? You want to be able to walk when you're older and shit like that. So yeah. maybe, maybe it's not the best idea to compete. You know yeah. what I mean? And for Uriah Hall... 
honestly, I, I want to say one thing. He he got my fighter of the night. Class act. Because he's such a class act. And the words that he had mm. right after the fight, which you got to think about, it's an incredibly tough moment mentally to come into that and be like, yeah, go get this interview. Your emotions are running wild. You're thinking all types of things. Your prayers, like you're worried about the guy, you know, because it's not like they were enemies. A lot of mutual respect. And... Man, for him to come out with those words of class and and really look out and look like a professional and 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 you know look out for Chris Weidman's family and you know acknowledge them publicly and stuff like that, it just spoke a lot about Uriah Hall, the man. You know, not the athlete, the man. And bro, I was really impressed by that, and I was really taken aback by it. And you know, shouts out to him for for handling that in the absolute absolute best way possible, bro. Yeah. It goes down as a win, you know, TKO, right? Yeah. For uh, Uriah Hall, so it yeah. adds on to his streak. Um, you know, it, it's it sucks how it went down, but you know, best of luck to to Weidman on his recovery and uh, Uriah yeah, Hall. Yeah, to see what happens you with Uriah Hall. You, you got to move forward. Yep. You got to move forward. You know, you you want to fight. You know, you're moving forward in the rankings. You know. Take the path and 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 make the injury worthwhile, you know, at least for Chris Weidman to say, I lost to an eventual champ, yeah. you know, some shit like that. Speaking of champions, the third fight of the night was a championship fight, the first of the three championship fights. We had Valentina Shevchenko beating down Jessica Andrade, man. I called it. I know you went with beating Brazil. Down. I know you went with it, man, but Shevchenko is just a different monster, man. That, she that is. girl is... Is she's just such a beast, man. It's so precise. She that's what I like. The one thing that you know stands out to me is how precise she is and and how um, technical. She yeah, is. yeah, and and technical in the aspect where all her game is technical, right? She can strike. She can she can defend takedowns. She can take people down. She can fight on a pretty much any single level. Which she kept saying throughout the the preliminaries, you know, when they were doing the little interviews and whatnot, she's like, I like it when my opponent brings their absolute best because they think that I can't handle it. And I proved to them, hey, I can beat you at your best game plan, best whatever you think you have for me, I can beat you. And she went out there and dominated Andrade, you know, on the floor, on the ground which is, you would think, Jessica's wheelhouse where she's like, okay, I want to take this fight down and kind of ground and pound and, like, rest, out-wrestle her. She couldn't. She got smothered, man. Dude, she smothered. Was ground, just, she couldn't get out of it. No, and not only smothered, again, manhandled. She was mm -hmm. manhandled by, by Shevchenko. Or in this case, woman-handled. Woman-handled, right. You know, let's, let's pay respect to the ladies. <laughs> she was definitely woman-handled by, by Shevchenko, and... It was. It wasn't even a match. You could tell that that fight was not going to go long once no. once Shevchenko got her down. And then what was impressive to me is she finished her via crucifix, right? Which means she had both her arms trapped, where she just stuck, and Shevchenko's just pounding on her face. You know what I mean? That's the second time that uh, Shevchenko finishes somebody like that. Mm. And in the UFC, that's only happened nine times. So out of the nine times a crucifix has happened in the ending, like to finish a right, fight, right. Shevchenko has two, two of them, two and two one of them being a championship fight. That's impressive. That's impressive. You know, so that's why when people talk about her being like a real challenge for Nunes, I see it now because Shevchenko is a complete fighter, like complete, complete, complete fighter, you know? And it would take a Nunes or somebody that has that crazy knockout power, right, and will to, to probably beat a Shevchenko, man. It was impressive. It was an impressive victory. Oh, yeah. No, definitely uh, a hell of a fight. And I think it would have been the fight of the night had it not been for the fight that took place right after right it. Right after it, right? With I, Thug I Rose. Give, I got to give the edge to that to Thug Rose and the way she finished. Dude. Um, our ear girl. Dude. Lady Zang. Dude. And, you know, 
Wei Li, she she looked like she was ready for the fight, you know, because oh, yeah, the 100%. first the you know when they first started, it was like she dominated the center of the octagon, and I was like, okay, she, she has a game plan, she's gonna stick to it. But damn, Thug Rose's striking was just phenomenal, dude, and that left kick that she landed was so flush. Beautiful. Flush. It wasn't even like really clean. It was just quick and flush. I, I told you before, you know, when we were talking about these on last week's episode, that the reason I like her is because of the fact that she's so like poetic, right? Like with the way that she fights, it's it's just pretty. Yeah, dude. And there there wasn't anything prettier than than that knockout right there. It, it, no. it was so nice, in fact, that Wei Li had no idea what even happened. Dude, when she got up, she was <laughs> like, "What do you mean I got knocked out?" I was like, "Yeah, of course you got knocked out. Like you didn't feel that shit." <laughs> You just got kicked <laughs> you, in the head. You just lawn chaired. You, you didn't. You know what that? I mean? Like, and she pounded. She got like a good strike on you. So like, I know you felt that. And I feel bad for her because again, anytime you get knocked out like that and you don't know what happens, that shit sucks. It's a bad feeling to wake up to, and everybody's going crazy in the crowd, and you know somebody else is celebrating. But you know, man, Thug Rose is legit because even before the fight even started, she was like, "I'm the best." I'm the best. Yeah. I'm the best. I'm the best. And that type of mental mental warfare, bro, is is crazy. Because once it's activated, like, what the body can do after that is just unbelievable. And, you know, shout out to Thug Rose, man. Oh, yeah, Two-time man. champion in that division, bro. First t- first person to, to take to, the title back, right? Yeah, man, to take again. the title back. And it's only been three and a half years, bro. Some say that's a long time, you know, but f- to climb a mountain that's never been climbed, mm-hmm. She did it, bro. Right. And she looks like she could hold the belt for a while, man. Because and she deserves like six, seven months off at least. I don't think she should have nah, to challenge. Nah, man. Nah, She shouldn't man. have to defend her belt till the Let end Let her of fight, year. bro. Let her fight because nah, I want to see her dominate, dog, because she dominated a really good competitor. But that more that's more so the reason why I think she deserves time off because who's really, you know, going to be the next person to fight her? Yeah. We got to find that's the that's the tough part about the women's division, you know, that you, you only have a, a handful amount of elite elite women. Right. So it's hard to play that matchup game, you know, in order to get the big cards excited, you know, and luckily we got two big, big women's fight this this card, you know, which was huge. And I enjoyed every single freaking second of it, bro. Absolute, absolute great. And I didn't enjoy card. the def, definitely didn't enjoy the main ah, card. Yeah, right. Didn't go our way. Let's get it out of the way, dog. Right? Let's get it out of the way. Knocked out in the second round, just cold, cold, cold cocked by Kamara Usman. Let me say something and let me say it clear. All right, I'm wearing a 305 shirt, dog. All right, this is Dade County. Usman deserved that shit. Usman earned that knockdown, knockout. He earned that fight. He earned that belt. And he earned everybody's respect. Yeah, in that building, it wasn't a matter of you know not having my you know my respect. At least I I know he's a champion for a reason. You know we've been teasing that. Obviously we we on this show you know we for sure like to gamble more with our heart than with our mind. For sure, so with our heart we're home with, team, with homie, right? We're with, home with, team with George. And I really thought going into the fight he had a really good chance. You so know, did we I. Said, we said it had to be you know something that happened in the first three rounds. You know if it went the distance, we knew that Kamara was going to take it. Right. And I think George's game plan going in there was heavily reliant on the takedown defense or you know the the wrestling he thought he was going to go in there and wrestle for five rounds and he wasn't ready for Usman striking because I mean it was it when I looked at it in in the replay that I saw how he did it you know he grabs Masvidal's hand and it starts pulling him towards him as he's throwing the, the the overhand right 
the, the momentum, you know what I mean? Or he's pulling him into him while he's also throwing right. the punch. It was just it was just picture perfect. Literally, there's a there's a perfect picture of him getting knocked out, which is like, geez, that, man, that's bro. It was nasty. It was so perfectly executed by him. I know you saw the meme where it was like, oh, they hit George Masvidal so hard that he became the Drake sprite face, where like his face gets discombobulated <laughs> and it's like the sprite commercial. Yeah, with he's the like a, a robot, and it's dog, and it was bad. It was man, it was, but. The kid took it like, you know, like a, like a true champ. Uh, you know, I'm talking about George. And, uh, you know, he came out. He had nothing but good things to say about Kamara. Uh, he had nothing but good things to say about the crowd, about the event. You know, and at the end of the day, he put on a show. He was even, after after getting knocked out, he was still willing to take pictures with fans. For sure. As he was walking out. So, I mean, that that's the kind of guy that, you know, that he is. And that's why we I, love him. I mean, it's Dade County for life, right? No matter what. Win or lose or draw, it's Dade County. You know, we're going to stand tall no matter what. Yeah, you got, you got me, dog. Cool. If it ever comes down the line, we'll run it back. If yep. not, cool. You can say you got the best of me because you knocked me out. Second time that George has ever been knocked out professionally. So when you fight for a living, guess what, bro? That shit's going to happen to you. It just so happened in his home state, you and know, the biggest and, fight of his in the biggest fight of his career. And that shit sucks, you know. But George is a stand up guy. Anybody who knows him personally, anybody who has seen him knows that he's a stand up guy. He's not going to run away from this. He's not no Colby Covington, right? Um, he took the chin, the loss on the chin like a man, stood up and said, hey, you know what, Usman, you got this one, bro. All my respect, you did your thing, nobody can doubt you, dog. And that was it, you know. And again, shout out to Usman because he came in with that mentality of, I got to kill this guy. You know, not I got to beat him, I got to kill this guy. And he did that, you know. And when you do that at the championship level, you defend your title, four, you know, you win 14 times in a row. This is your fourth title defense. Like, you're that guy. In that in that in that division for sure, and definitely in the UFC, you know, yeah. you're definitely that guy. Yeah, there's 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 being talks right now. Is is he, you know, the greatest pound for pound fighter right now in the UFC? And you can make a good argument. I'm I'm still a John Jones fan. As long as John Jones is still out there, and you know, and he can still fight, I you know that's my guy. But you know, I think Usman right now is a close second, if not third, maybe maybe to like Amanda Nunes or something like that. Probably, bro. But you gotta definitely put him in that in that number one spot consideration. You know, you have to, dog. 19-1, and one, and, and he's knocking fools out. Yeah, the he, most dangerous striker in that division. He just knocked him out. No, he does it He does it any which way he, he wants to. And yeah, he's, man. He's just, he's just committed, and he's a killer. So Most definitely. Congrats but, to Usman, and uh, shout-out to Masvidal. You're still the homie. Yeah, man, no doubt. We'll, and we'll see him bounce back, right? We, like we talked about, we know he's not going to be fighting for the belt, but he'll have a big fight against uh, the, one of the Diaz brothers, I'm sure, and um, against Colby, too. So I know they got that lined up down the road. So let's see what happens, man. We're, we're still rooting for for George down here. Obviously, we're a home team podcast. So anytime Dade County's on the line, we're riding with Dade County. So until until the next one, Georgie. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what's good for a podcast to watch? What's that? A Marlins game. It's good to have baseball in the background. You know, it's not a sport you really got to pay a lot of attention why to. Then why don't we have it on right now? We do have it on, bro. Oh, you got the game on right now? I got the game okay, on. Okay, I like it. I like it. It's just, you know. So talk to me. What's What's been going on with the fish? The last time we talked, they were kind of getting hot again, right? We were yeah, getting we were close nice to we were, Bro, I thought we were going to make 500 on that weekend because I was like, damn, dog. You know, we're going to keep this momentum. We were 7 and 8 the last time we recorded. Since then, you know, with all the hype and, and, and energy and, and, you know, pride and all this stuff that we're giving the Marlins, positive vibes. They went two and four after that, dog. I mean, so we, we ended up playing the Orioles, not not the Oreo cookies, but the not Baltimore, the Oreo Baltimore Orioles, right? right? And we ended up splitting that series with them. Correct. They won one, we won one. 
But we that Giants, the Giants got their revenge on us. Yeah, right? bro. Yeah, and they took three games out of that series, and that shit hurt, bro. Hurt because we were in two of those games. You know, we were in this, the first game. We lost three zip. Okay, whatever. Uh, second game in the series, it was I think we were tied going into the last inning, three three, and then we end up losing it um, five three in the in the in the ninth, which is again the the bullpen, the closing, closing. You know, being an issue. Following game after that. Um, not Sandy. What's the third baseman? Alvarez. Uh, you mean Alfaro? No. Bro, big homie, dog. Uh, I don't know. Aguilar. Oh, okay. Jesus Aguilar. Alvarez. That's why yeah, you throw bro, me Aguilar. Throw you off. I'm like, huh? Aguilar's, Aguilar. Aguilar hit that home run, right, in the ninth to save the bullpen, right? Because, again, we were in a position where we were tied going into the ninth. And he saved us with that home run, put us up, end up winning that game 5-2. And then, again, you know, come to see on on Sunday, we lose another game 4-3 where we play well enough offensively, right? We go, we, we, we don't play well enough in the beginning of the game, make up in the end of the game, and then end up falling apart. That's the type of shit that's frustrating to a Marlins fan, right? Because... You know that these guys are not going to win games night in, night out. You know that, right? So you go into the season knowing that. But whenever you do have opportunities to get into the game or steal a game, right, you're, you you don't score anything the first seven runs of the game, and then, boom, all of a sudden you, you're you a run down and you, you get another run in the ninth, but you don't end up putting it together because, you know, your bullpen can't hold it down or you can't generate men on base. And I, I know we had an acquisition recently. I think we acquired another pitcher or something like that recently. Yeah, and we had some people go up and down in the minor system, which, you know, all of that has to do with injuries. You know, we're without Marte right now, and they brought up um, the prospect. I forget his name, but he's whatever. Uh, Baxter or Bruce Brinston, Lewis Brinston. Lewis Brinston, he's yeah. never done really much. He's never us. done a lot, and he's had There's opportunities. He's gone up and down. Yeah, and he's had opportunities. Tons of opportunities. We've given that guy a ton of play time, but he just I don't think he just he has what it takes to nah. to to be, you know, in the starting rotation. If if he had it, he would have shown it by now yeah. or at least shown sparks of it, right? Not like our homie Jazz. You know, Jazz has already shown that he oh, can Jazz be a is, he had a home run. We don't know if he's the real deal or not no, or how good he can him, be. Man. But no, besides liking him, he's contributing. Right. You That's know why I, mean? I like him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's you actually know? putting shit up. He's he's getting home runs. He's getting, you know, at bats. He's stealing bases. He looks good while he does it. You know what I mean? All the things that you, you want to see in a, in a baseball game. Yeah, for sure. And look, he led off tonight's game with a hit, you know. What you want to do for a first, a first batter, he set he the tone. Set the tone. He does a lot of the little things, you know, and he's a fun character. So all of that goes in tune with his playing. We just need that spark in other areas, you know. Everybody else is playing pretty solid. Look, uh, Trevor Rogers is pitching tonight. He's bounced back. Um, I mentioned Jesus Aguilar. He's he's actually playing well for us. We got Garrett Cooper playing well. Um, Bertie plays keeps playing well for us defensively. We just gotta find ways to to learn learn how to win these close games learn how to how to steal yeah. it because that way we can stay in the race you know not to say that we're too far off yeah we're nine and 12 now okay big deal we're only three games behind being 500 we're, we're third in the in our division aren't we correct correct and we have a decent away record five and five which is pretty good you want that you want to be 500 on the road but the opportunities you know the opportunities that the marlins are having with the with the schedule and who we're playing man you know we got to take advantage of these games because we haven't played real killers yet you know and, and until we reach that point where the division games matter that much more 
You know, we got to kind of like avoid that losing those whack games. You know what I mean? Right. Or or games where you're like, damn, we blew it. You right. know, in the in the eighth, or we blew it in the in the seventh. Let's see how it turns out, bro. We got it. We got to just keep that going. Keep learning. What what's next for the fish? Though, what do we got coming up this week? They got a game against the Brewers tonight, so we're starting that that series, and then we'll play them Saturday and Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Saturday and Sunday. We're playing them Tuesday, Wednesday, and then again back on the road to Washington before we play Arizona at home. I'm um, actually going to that Arizona game uh, May 4th when they come back with a couple of homies, so I'll let you know. That's what's up. For sure, for sure. I might be down. And we got the Panthers game that we confirmed the days for. Now that I'm excited for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got the Panthers. Because, uh, I mean, when we go, it's going to be the end of the regular season. They got, what, seven games left now at this yep. point? So it's yep. pretty much playoff hockey at this point, like yep. we mentioned before. Um, and they've know. won five out of the last seven, like we talked about, where, they're, they're where they needed well. to be in playoff mode right. and, and, like, get those wins against teams, especially, like, the Carolinas that mm-hmm. you're battling with. You know, we, we split them. You know, yeah. this past weekend, and it it was good to see, man. We got that, and that win against them was a thriller, bro. Because we were down three one in the third period, and I was, and I remember watching the game, and I'm like, bro, there's plenty of time left. You know, it's 15, 60 minutes left. If we can oh, get this yeah. second goal, we'll be right back in. And sure enough, bro, Burkoff comes through, bam, and we get an assist, and we're like, oh shit, I'm in it, we're in it, and then boom, another goal, and I'm like, oh my god, it's really happening. And Come sure back, enough, baby. man. And look, that Saturday, if you follow us on Instagram, which I'm sure you do, you saw me calm down the. Wind wins right we had chelsea win that day yep. to start things off then we had the uh heat win yep. we had the panthers win yep. and then we had the marlins win yep. and i was like yo that's four out of five we just needed one more we needed one more for that parlay but you know <laughs> it's just georgie letting us down but that's okay <laughs> george what it is, bro. we still love you georgie. we still love you dog it is what it is but for the panthers man it was a great great comeback win they needed that to kind of like avoid that negative loss like skid, you know, where you lose two games in a row and yeah. then you start to you start wonder slipping, about position. You start getting into that slippery right, slope. right. And then again, we're going into a game tonight against Nashville, a beatable team. We play them twice on the road again against Chicago, a team that we can beat as well before we come home, you know, and we play three critical games. We play Dallas once and we play Tampa Bay twice. Mm-hmm. So... That last win against Carolina could end up giving us an edge or a tiebreaker when it comes down to not only the division, right, but the league. Because the, the Panthers are in it, man. You know, they're they're not the number one team in the league, but they're number three. You know, you got Las Vegas, and then it's, boom, Carolina, who's our, in number one in our division, and then it's us, the Panthers. And that's with, with having 69 points, so not too far off from being, you know, there for the league leaders. And losing our best player pretty much halfway through the season. Yeah, but you at this point, you can't make excuses. You know, you're at the end uh, of the season. I, my, my you you got to win games. My point to that is, you know, we're, we're, we're surprising ourselves, I think, you know, because we felt like, you know, we could have tapered off after that, you know, losing him. Um, but we haven't. We, 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 we see that, the, the, that, that, that it's an actual team, right? Right. And they're playing for each other, and they've been doing it all season. And they had just had to learn how to adjust once they lost. Uh, shoot, his name escapes me now. It's okay. Um, here's my point, right? And this is where I kind of disagree with you. I feel like the Panthers, when they started off the season, maybe they felt like that, right? Like, hey, you know, let's let's just put a run together and see how far we go. But as as they started to get better and started to realize their place within the league, that's when I feel like it was like, okay, we got to ramp up on our success and really strive for something. Let's let's get that number one seed. Let's be the best team in the NHL. Let's let's have the home seed advantage throughout the playoffs and, and 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 figure it out afterwards, you know. And then boom, let's work our way toward a Stanley Cup. 
Like, I feel like this team is motivated to win, you know? So anything short of, you know, again, a Stanley Cup appearance or at yeah. least playing to get for the right to, to be into the Stanley Cup, that's that's their goal. Like, that's the benchmark, I feel like, for the Panthers. And, and I think they're going to hit it. They're going to find this stride, you know? Especially if we can get... Man, if we win those two games, and I think we're going to win the game that we go to. I'm not going to try to jinx them, but we got to win that game. You know, if we can steal those two games against Tampa Bay, those are critical, critical points for the division. Critical, critical points. Tampa's a great team, so it's also a great test going, you know, going into the playoffs. Yeah, they're one point behind us, so we know that that like those two games are going to matter. You know, and we just tied again. We probably needed that point that we took away from Carolina because Carolina's sitting at 68, Panthers at 67, Tampa Bay at 66. We're there. You know, everybody is there, so it's tight. It's tight, man. It's tight, but I'm looking forward we're gonna to announce. I can't wait. I can't you know wait what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let the fans know the date. I'm gonna give you guys the date right now for this Panthers game. You're gonna be able to buy your tickets online, all right? And then we'll figure out the seating arrangement and or whatever when we get there. But Joel and I, so so sports with so so, we're gonna be in the building hitting the road Saturday, May eighth. We're playing Tampa Bay at home, guys. So it's a seven o'clock tip. Uh, what do you, what would you call it? Dropping the puck, drop off. Uh, it's a face-off? No. Face-off. There you go. 7, seven o'clock face-off. face-off in the middle of the ice, right? That's right. 7 o'clock face-off, and we're going to be there, man. So if you guys want to join us, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know where you guys buy your tickets, and we'll say what's up by, like, <laughs> socially distancing <laughs> and do all that good stuff. But Sports with Social on the road, guys. Oh, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Joel, hit me. Chill, chill. I love that little thing, dog. I like it. I like Whenever it. Whenever that little song is playing before the game starts, like I like to have it in the background and just play the little flute. I don't know why. I'm nerdy, but it's, whatever. It's interesting. I like it. Hey, bro, it's part of the, the fandom, you know? And, and when you're a fan, you know, you make it happen, bro. You want to be in that atmosphere. And, you know, the fans carry a lot of power, and we saw that in the dissolvement of the Super League, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, we spoke about it on the last episode, yep, yep. how Chelsea has signed up where one of the big 12 teams to sign up for that. Six English clubs ended up joining it in total. And Chelsea were one of the first teams to actually jump out of it, and they jumped out of it pretty smartly too, man, because the fans were definitely against it. You know, they did not like it. They were not about it. And they let their voice be heard, which is crazy because over there, you know how it is, Brent. Like, soccer is ride or die, you know, generation to generation to generation. You know, the fandom is passed down like it would be here, you know, but in a much more serious tone. And Chelsea were the first team, you know. I can say this proudly. You know, I'm not too proud that they jumped into the league because I was against it from the get-go. But I got to give them credit for being the first team to say, I'm out. It's not good. My fans don't like it. And I got to respond in some way, you know. They had to say something. Yeah, I mean, my my thing is, why did they jump in in the first place? What was their motive? Well, money. (laughs) You know, money was the motive for all those 12 teams to jump into a league where they control the fixtures, they control the TV rights, the, you know, the naming rights, everything, everything. They even controlled, like down to the production and the promotion of the league. You know, the teams themselves weren't in charge of promoting the league or promoting the games. The league would have been in charge of that, you know? Mm. So it was a very weird setup that they had going into the Super League, and it didn't work. It was a little shady. It was shady, you know, and it didn't work. And, you know, the problem with some some of the clubs is that they're owned by American by American owners and a lot of the time American owners just look at the bottom bottom line and say how much money am I making here can I make money 
If the answer is no, how can I make more money? Right. So if a lot of the blame went to those owners to say, you guys don't understand how the game works here, you know? And again, credit to the fans for having that voice and putting it out there and making it heard and having an effect yeah. on the sport that they love. Yeah, now Chelsea doesn't have to be, you know, uh, concerned with the Super League business and any of that stuff. They get, they get right back to business, right? Right back to business. Right into the, the, the EPL race to finish in the top four for Champions League and continuing to try to find success in Champions League, you know? You're hearing this today. There's a big matchup um, between Real Madrid and Chelsea. Chelsea's on the road and... Those away goals are going to count for something if Chelsea can find them, you know. They're, they're an underdog going into the game. They're an underdog going Real into Madrid. the game, but um, they're without their best defender, Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. You know, Sergio Ramos is going to miss the game. Um, they get Hazard back, which is a, a Chelsea legend and former player. But I don't think he's enough, right? Because Chelsea defense is probably the best defense that there is left in those four teams. So Real Madrid is going to find it hard to, to score goals against us, you know. Um, if we can find that space and it looks like their confidence or Chelsea's confidence, I should say, is through the roof right now. Because uh, we come off that big victory against Manchester City. Um, we had that letdown against Brighton, Hove, Albion, um, where we tied 0-0. But that was the game that the uh, Super League got announced and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. a lot of the players were like kind of down. And you can tell they were out of it because there was something else bigger at hand. And we ended up drawing that game. And those points could cost us down the road. But they That's not the game I want to talk about, though. Talk to me back. about the one I want to talk about. They bounced back against West Ham, you know. And that they was beat a him. hell of a game. And that was a hell of a game because we got Timo Werner on the board, man. He finally got his goal and it's broke boy, his drought. Over, over a month, man, since February, you know. And he really, really needed that goal. And the way that he set it up was amazing. You know, he he muscled the guy. Yeah, break that down for me. What was so he was able to receive the ball after a takeaway in the middle of the field. He muscled the guy to keep possession of it while he was waiting for somebody else to make the run. He yeah. finds Christian Pulisic as he's darting down wide, finds him. Pulisic takes another dribble, another two, three yards. He looks for Chilwell, screaming down the left, hey, give me the ball, gets the ball to Chilwell. And all that time, Vern is making that run down the straight line path to the straight goal. Straight back down to the goal. Straight to the goal. And the moment he gets there, what does he find? An excellent, excellent cross from Ben Chilwell. And boom, slots it away, puts even, it away. He didn't even think about it. He didn't even think about it. Pull the trigger. Something that a striker should do. Just not yep. think about it and just make the goal. Yep. You know, and, you. and he hit it. You know, he really did hit it. And we needed it. They needed that, that, that goal big time, you know, because we needed those three points. Right. And it really put us in prime position for the English Premier League. Because right now we're in fourth. We're 58 points. Leicester City won today. They beat Crystal Palace 2-1, mm -hmm. you know, which they're able to stay four points ahead of us before we play them head-to-head -head later on in, in the fixtures. But overall, Chelsea has to be really happy because they're in complete control of their destiny. They're in fourth place right now with uh, a three-point lead on West Ham, a four-point lead on Liverpool, a five-point lead on Tyneham, so they're pretty comfortable in that fourth place spot. Yeah. And they're still in Champions League, you know, with a good chance to advance. Yeah, you said they're the underdog for sure. They they should be. You know, Real Madrid has won the tournament three times in a row. That's not easy. Um, but Chelsea has to feel confident going into it because they know they have the talent and the right chemistry right now all clicking together. You know, and if they can find that extra goal or if Timo can find that confidence and say, you know what, I'm going to start letting more shots fly and feel more comfortable in my game and we become more dangerous offensively, 
I really like our chances to get an away goal. You know, I really like our chances that, to put I mean, them on the back foot. That's where I mean, defensively, they don't they don't really struggle or nothing like that. It's it's more so on on the offensive side of the the ball that they're having their their issues, right? Correct. Defensively, we're one of the best teams, not only in the Premier League, but it, we've been that team in the Champions League. You know, where we're allowing less than one point five goals per game. You know, or one point two goals per game. That's nasty. That's nasty. You know, we've only allowed like two goals in the complete tournament. So. Again, Real Madrid is going to have to bring their A game. And without a Ronaldo there to, like, elevate you to an A game, I don't know if they have enough weapons right now. Can they beat this team, like, player to player? Probably, for sure, right? Because they're the favorites. But don't count Chelsea out. And if Chelsea gets an away goal, I'm going to feel really confident. The next time you hear me, I'm going to be screaming about Chelsea. So, And hopefully you'll hear this. <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah, man. In a good way, right? After a win. So let's see what happens. You know, we got a big uh, match today against Real Madrid. Another game in the Premier League against Fulham on Saturday. And we'll see how it goes, man. Let's go Blues. Up the Blues, baby. The heat is on. Oh, okay. Back to back. Yeah. It's two times. It's looking good. I'm, you know, I'm practicing, dog. I'm practicing my vocals. It sounds um, good, man. It sounds like you've been you've been standing in front of the mirror. Yeah, right. Practicing and shit. Just singing all the local Miami <laughs> jingles. Well, that's my favorite heat song. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. That one in. Can you feel the heat down? The, the, you know, if you know, you know, right? I'm old, dog. <laughs> uh, but the heat is on, man. We're definitely feeling the heat right now. Heat are up, 35, 30 uh, against Chicago at home. As we record this, as the we second record game, this. right? Because yeah. we, we already played it then, and we beat, beat them on Saturday. I think it was. Yeah, we beat them on... We, we gave them a beatdown, too. It was a beatdown, but it got a little bit dicey, you know? It got a little bit close. It got a little bit close because at one point in the game, I saw that we were up by, like, 17, and I was like, all right, you know, this is something we can cruise, you know, um, especially going into the half. But, bro, this is, you know, uh, not a great sign to see, but the Heat did come, came out flat second half, you know, and we lost both quarters, uh, third quarter, 22 to 19. We lost the fourth quarter, 38 to 26. So, you know, the comeback was definitely on for the Bulls, and we were able to push them away enough to to come away with the victory, you know, after being in such a big lead. And right now, like, for the Heat, currently 32 and 29 in the seventh spot, you know, two games behind a team like the Knicks, like Atlanta, who who we lost to, that, that you're not a ha too happy I, about. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset about that Atlanta game. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, me too. And, and that was another game where we were ahead and, you know, the second half just got away from us, you know. And it's it's tough to build the consistency that, that we need to go into the playoffs because – you know, a lot of a lot of things we're writing on this season. You know, a lot of things for free agency, a lot of things with bringing Jimmy and having Bam play a bigger role. And you know, we didn't pull the trigger on certain trades, and we pulled the trigger on on, on having Victor Oladipo here. And a lot of it didn't really work out. No, he, Oladipo's still out. He's still hurt, right? Yep. He's not playing for us, and it doesn't look like he's going to be playing for us. You know, at nope. all in the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah, and it's unfortunate. You know, I was really excited to to, to have him and, and see what he could bring to the table. But you know, we got Kendrick Nunn, who's uh, doing what we thought Oladipo was going to be doing. Balling, bro. He's, he's playing really well right no, now. No, the man is balling. Um, you know, Bam. You know, obviously Bam is is probably our more con most consistent player. Do we want him to kind of ascend into that superstar status? You know, where he takes over games. Absolutely. Is he there yet? No. Um, but, but that's, 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 you see, but I have an issue with that because if it's not now, when is it going to happen for Bam? 
right? Like these are the games or the opponents that you're like, yeah, bro, go out there and dominate. Especially, you know? especially a Trey Youngless Hawks team, and they were also missing Clint Capella. You're not going up against one of the great big men in the East or in the NBA. Go out there and dominate. You know, find a way to put your stamp on the game and will your team to a victory. Literally, will your team to a victory. You know, and I'm, maybe it sounds like I'm complaining a lot about Bam, but I truly expected a little bit more. No, you want more, yeah. I want more. You love the guy. You love the you know? way that he plays and the energy he brings, and you know that he has potential to. But to break be that, even break player. that ceiling. You know what I mean? Like we're having a discussion in the group chat, and it's like, okay, where do you put Bam? Yeah. Does he make your top 15 in the NBA? You're like, no, maybe. Does he make your top 20? You're like, okay, yeah, for sure. And then you start to figure out, like, damn, who are 15 players? And then you start to think, like, okay. How much better could Bam be? Does can he make a top ten list ever? You know, and it starts with with season like like seasons like this one. You know, where you're taking over games and you have the opportunity to do so. You know, and again, it may sound like I'm 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 crying over spilled milk. You know, because the Heat have won four out of their last five, but I expect a lot out of this team. We had a great run in the bubble. People were talking a lot of shit about it, and it was like, well, maybe they're just as good as the bubble, you know, or they could only be good in that in that type of bubble where they have to have that focus, you know, and, and they wouldn't be able to deal with that pressure of being on the road and traveling and whatnot and, and coming and back all home. the distractions that come with that as well, right? Absolutely, man, absolutely. So for, for me, it's like, all right, we got to figure out a way to become way more consistent here because where we're at right now in the standings is not looking pretty, you know. Like I said, we're tied for seventh with Boston. Austin, you know, we're two games behind Atlanta, two games behind New York, who are in fourth and fifth. And the top three are pretty much solidified. You yeah, know? that's not changing. That's that's not changing. You got Brooklyn, Philly, and, and Milwaukee up there. So now, again, you don't want to play, like I alluded to earlier in the beginning of the um, of the segment, you don't want to be in the playoff playoff. Right, that seven to ten where you're playing to see who can continue in the playoffs. Yeah, nah, man. That you, in-game, yeah, uh, bro. In-season tournament, that shit tournament is, or whatever I, the hell. You, you want to avoid that, man, at all yeah, costs. You know, I'm at all costs. So you want to get into that six spot. And it's going to take a real, real good run from the Heat in order to get there. Because with the schedule that they got coming up, the opponents that they're going to be facing, like... We said it last time, less than 15 games going on. You know, you're playing Chicago tonight. You play, again, another home game against San Antonio before you head on the road and play Cleveland and Charlotte, two more winnable games. So these these next four games, you really got to win all four games. Yeah. Like, there's no more rooms for and, losses. And hope that Atlanta and the Knicks, you know, struggle over these next four Even if games. they don't. You want to keep the pace. Yeah. You want that pizza mañana oh, to best, be. Best case scenario is we do well and they don't, you know. And if not, then, you know, the second best case would be we do well and as, and you, as well as they're doing so that right. we're keeping the pace, right? Besides the pizza mañana, which is ultimately the, the most important thing. And, yes, I had pizza when the Heat won the other night. You best believe it. Um, you know, you want to be consistent. You want to be consistent and win games that you can that you can win, man. And the Heat are going to have to win every single game that they have in front of them in order just to keep keep battling, you know, and really make a difference in the East and be prepared. And I want Bam to be the one to step up, you know. You mentioned Kendrick Nunn. He's been playing great since Victor Oladipo went out, bro. Mm -hmm. He's been averaging 16.1 points on 51% shooting while shooting 42% from three in those nine games. He's back to where he was when, you know, we were he's considering back. him to, uh, for rookie of the year. And we got to give him love on that, you know no what doubt. I mean? Because we had a lot of questions about him being able to come back to that level, and he's definitely done it. Now we need to see Bam break through that glass ceiling. 
You know, Jimmy, we know what we got. We've seen Duncan's potential. You know, we, we don't need it from from Hero just and, yet. And that's what I was going to ask you right now is if that's your, you know, your your requirement or not your requirement, but, you know, what you your expectation for Bam, where are we with Hero? Because, you know, this is a guy that we we didn't want to trade away right. for anything because he's the future of our franchise. And, and week in and week out, you and I are talking about Jimmy. We're talking about Bam. You know, we're, we're even talking about, uh, you know, Kendrick Nunn now. Well, we're not really talking too much about Tyler Hero. And I, and I know he's doing, you know, he's doing all right, but, you know, where is he? I mean, you look at his numbers and they say, man, pretty solid, you know, averaging 15 points, five rebounds, 3.4 assists on the season. But you is know, it making an impact is, in the bigger games? But where's his impact, question. you know, because he's very, very, very up and down. You know, he had 22 points against Atlanta, follows the, uh, against San Antonio, follows that up with 12 points against Atlanta. While before that, the three previous games scoring under 10 points, five points against Denver, a loss, four points against Minnesota, a loss. I'm starting to see a trend here. And nine points against Brooklyn where we won that game. But if he's not scoring, you know. He needs to be in the double digits every night. Even if he's coming off the bench, I don't care. He he needs to be putting up at least 10 points for our team. No, I mean, look, he's averaging the 15 on the season, right? But And even in... in Yeah, but I think those numbers, that there's a disparity between those numbers. It might have 28 one night, but then he has a six-point game, you know, the next next game where we lose. Right. I'd rather him put up 15 and 15 every time. You get what I'm saying? No, I feel you, bro. But look, he needs to average 15. That's what you mean. You know what I mean? Because look, in the month of April, he's averaging 12.7. And it's like you said, it's a, it's a, up and down you start off this the month with 20 points and then you have a 10 point game and then you have a 19 point game and then you back down to 15 14 10 5 4 you know so whatever it is that's happening to hero like it's evident that it's affecting him on the court because he has that roller coaster shit in him you know that doesn't allow him to be that young consistent stud that we saw in the bubble because maybe he's one of those guys that has too many distractions Mm, around him you know what I mean? I, I know that girl that he's with is probably a distraction. No, nah, I mean... I mean if she you, distracts me, and I'm not even with her. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? But, yeah, you know, that social media life, right? That having that hot girlfriend that's into social media or or live, having that fame or, like, attracting that energy, maybe that's keeping Tyler's focus a little bit away from basketball. Maybe it isn't. You know, I don't know. But what I'm seeing, seeing on the court, right, is starting to... Have me ask more questions about Tyler. You know, I saw the response that I wanted from Duncan. Hey, Duncan, you're doing your thing. You know, hey, keep out his there. He was on the chopping block, and he he turned around and he's and been, started balling. You know, he's and been playing his role right beyond his role. Really, honestly, beyond his role. Because if you look at his last two last five games, he scored 23 points, 13 points, 10 points, 19 points, 11 points. All obviously, we know that he's shooting three three pointers most of the time. So he's putting in at least three three pointers, two two point three pointers a game at the very least. So he's contributing consistently. The games that he gives you the twenty, all right, cool. Love but it. at least give me that twelve to fifteen every night where you're you're taking 15, 12, 11 threes. Hit three, and hit it, five. And on top of that, the fact that they are threes, that changes the momentum because, you know, that creates a lot more swing passes Absolutely. and a lot more looks for other players. So the, his 15 points do make a bigger, you know, greater impact than just the actual, you know, score. Yeah, right? man. No doubt. No doubt. You don't doubt. And and again, it's, it's like we talked about before, you know, the guy's got to be as a unit, as a company that says, hey, listen, we're the backup squad. We have to bring it every night. Our superstar may not have it. Our best young player in BAM may not have it. But we got to at least do our part to put us in a position to compete. Mm -hmm. If we all do our part, 
we're going to be in a close position and we can win games, you know, and that's what it takes, you know, and, and right now that he have to find that consistency, you know, they're in that battle right now. They're playing Chicago. We're going to keep an eye on the game. Yeah. And Hopefully like, by, the time you're hearing the this, uh, by the time you're hearing this, you're eating some pizza tonight. Yeah, man. You know, you got to get that pizza mañana when it's available because I love it. And I know <laughs> the heat love it when we win, bro, because I'm sure they're making money off of it, but it, you know, Again, it means a good thing. Pizza mañana is always a good thing. That means we're winning and we're winning consistently. You know, it's not good for the for the diet, but it is what it, it is. It is what it is, man. You know, and look, you know, we were talking about the Marlins too. You know, they're currently up one zip on Milwaukee. Um, the Panthers are tied right now with Nashville one one at the end of the first. So hopefully we get a trifecta tonight. Hopefully bro. we get a repeat of Saturday, right? Yes, sir. Where we get all Miami a teams winning. Even Inter Miami won that day, bro. No kidding. Yeah, bro. Oh, like, and and so did the homie man Xander. Yes, sir. Yes, we sir. Never even mentioned that, but Xander. Won yeah, everybody, bro. We we came up winning on Saturday. We just had one out to mess yeah, up the yeah, parlay. Yeah, yeah. But we're done uh, talking about that. You know, but still, we're doing pretty good. You know. Statistically, we got some good stats. For sure, for sure. And, um, you know, I know everybody's wondering, like, oh, what's going on? You guys didn't talk to any Dolphins? I heard a guy. There was a guy in here earlier. Hold on. Yeah, I heard him in the background. Ooh, where the Dolphins talk at? Hey, it's coming, bro. Yeah, bro, relax. Calm down, bro. We're doing a Dolphins draft preview. A bonus episode is coming to you guys this week. That's right. We're bringing you guys another episode because the draft deserves it its, deserves own its, episode, its own episode. Bro. We couldn't just limit it to 10, 15, 20 minutes. So we wanted to go ahead and give you guys an exclusive draft preview. Uh, just focusing solely on the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins. And, and our picks for for that Thursday. Make sure you're following Sports with Soso on Instagram. Soso's going to be doing some some live some uh, reactions, live. right, some with live. some of our picks and stuff like that. That's He's right. going to be at a draft party, so we got some cool things in store for you guys. Starting with our draft day episode coming out Thursday, so that's right. So for that, make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Um, well, Joel, we did our second episode. In the building, I guess, right? Our first real official this episode. This is our first official one together. The, we're doing it. We're doing the thing. We're recording right yes, now. Yes, in the CIC office, which, again, a huge, huge shout-out to CIC Miami for hooking us up with this dope space. Yeah, um, shout-out to Sonai for hooking it up. Absolutely. You know, and providing us with a platform. They were. It was literally the best of both worlds, bro. They were looking for a podcast. We were looking for a platform to host us, and it came together beautifully. And I know you guys are going to enjoy it when you're able to see it visually. Mm-hmm. And um, also the quality in here, man. We got a badass room. We got our setup, and... Bro, it couldn't have worked out better with I, our roadcast. I, I can't wait, man. I just hope that we can keep adding to this, right? Just keep Absolutely. adding to it and make it more of a of, a, of an experience. We want to keep bringing you guys some different content and things. So this is uh, just the first step. For sure, for sure. And, um, you know, we're going to keep it rolling, bro. We're going to keep it rolling. So always, baby. As usual, I appreciate you, big dog. No doubt, homie. Always a good time, man. I'm glad, always. glad you're back, man. I'm glad you're, you're in. Thanks, dog. Appreciate it, man. It's good to be back. And um, it's good to have you guys, the listeners. And I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and the episode. Um, thanks for, you know, joining us on this ride that is the Sports with Social podcast. Trust me, we got more things that are coming out for you guys that you guys are really, really going to enjoy, man. And that's it. That's it for this episode. Um, something for you guys who are new to the show. I'm sure you guys have seen us on social media. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram and Twitter. We're bringing you daily sports content on those platforms. And if you like the show, make sure to tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell another friend. To tell a friend to hit that subscribe button. Why? Because once you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it, you're going to get that update whenever we drop it. So you don't got to go looking for it. We're bringing it to you guys. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and find Sports with Soso and keep it rolling, guys. As usual, you know how we do. Peace. Peace.